Recording and live. <laughs> All right. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> All right. Hello, everyone. I am Patrick Minette, <laughs> licensed mental health counselor and certified life coach. And welcome to Friday Night Feels. Friday Night Feels is a show for men who want to create better connection and communication with themselves and the people close to them. Each episode will feature a guest expert that will take you on a deep dive into the topic topic of men's wellness, including relationship and emotional well-being. My guest for this week is Katie Cooper, who is a health coach, occupational therapist, and busy mom of two little girls. After suffering and healing from burnout, she is on a mission to help others prevent or heal from stress, overwhelmed, and burnout. She is passionate about living a full, healthy, and balanced life in the real world, and also supports and loves supporting her clients on their journey towards health and wellness. So welcome to Friday Night Feels, Katie. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. We were just chatting before we got about, you know, I forgot about the burnout part. So that is such a great topic. So tell me a little bit. Um, we're both representing the East Coast. I'm in New York and you're in New Jersey, right? That's right. Yeah. Two wonderful neighboring <laughs> states. So East Coast is represented tonight. So tell me a little bit about your experience. You know, we hear those terms so often of uh, burnout, stress, and I, I feel like we need to define them a little bit. Yes. So absolutely. how do you define that? Um, I think for myself, burnout was really kind of like, like a, a wall. I just, I couldn't function anymore. I was super tired, anxious about everything, not functioning in any of my roles, um, and just felt like I can't do this anymore. And so it, it was, I couldn't pinpoint, you know, what it was but I just did not feel like myself. I didn't have any capacity to really do things well at that point. Wow. And, it, and how long ago did this happen? Um, this was during the pandemic. So around, I think it was 2021. Okay. I just kind of, I was a, I, you know, frontline healthcare worker. Oh my gosh. Yes. In leadership and just felt like I was, um, I couldn't, I couldn't, take care of myself at that point. Right. I really uh, struggled. And, and as an occupational therapist, a lot of that is is being very close to people, correct? I, I don't know that much about it, but I mean, I just know the ones here, like you, you've gone, sometimes you can go into homes. Is that correct? Yeah. And that's what I do. I go into people's homes and I see them, you know, in their settings. So they don't come to me. I go to them. Okay. How did that change with the with COVID that must have been extremely stressful it was there were a lot of people who didn't want us in their homes understandably um there were we also go to assisted living facilities and a lot of facilities didn't really know how to handle the situation and right. so there was a lot of a lot of change and turmoil and kind of figuring it out on the fly and we didn't have supplies it was it was, a, it was right. crazy it's been a while, three and a half years, hasn't it? I mean, yeah, it really has. Or three years, whatever it's been, <laughs> a decade. I don't know. <laughs> a black like hole of time. I know. Isn't that funny? Like something happened the other day that reminded me of a time, like during the first, you know, month, right, where it was just like that eerie silence. I was like, was that really my lifetime? It just—it's crazy how how it's been. 
Absolutely. So, and it's, it's interesting because I don't know about in your education program, but for counselors, they talk about preventing burnout all the time. But when you're new to the field, you're like, oh, I'm never going to get burnt out. This doesn't make sense. How could you ever get burnt out on this? And then you enter the field <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're just like, I'll, I noticed for me, which was, I'm so glad you, you're on tonight, you know, to talk about this, to get more awareness about it. Because I think there's a little bit, I think there's judgment externally and internal judgment about burnout. And I don't know if that's your experience where I should be strong enough. I should be healthy enough. I, all of the shoulds, mm -hmm. which don't counteract the damage of being burnt out and of stress. Absolutely. I mean, I, th I struggled with that myself. You know, I would just like keep pushing, like, I got to do this. This is my job. I have to push through. I have to, you know, take care of myself. I have to take care of all these people and my family. Um, and it, it just takes such a toll on yourself when you don't have the tools in place to know how to take care of your own mental health and, and stress. Um, and I don't think that we were really given those tools in school to figure right. out how to how to manage that. And honestly, like just the rigor of education, you get out of school and you're like, oh, I'm free now. I have a job. I have yes. money. This is great. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. Yes. It's all been worth it for this. And then all of a sudden you're yeah. like, what am I going to get to? Or what am I in? <clears throat> and then especially with the last few years, the the amount of stress and anxiety and and all all of the feels that we've all experienced in different ways and i think that when you know historically that i would hear about burnout or self care you know self care has become like a new you know word of the day right and um you know light a candle go for a walk go to the gym all of these things. and then you're you're either depressed because everything's shut down or <laughs> there's this awful pandemic, but also you're still trying to function and go to your job and do everything as if it's normal. And yeah. I think for myself, that stress just, just took a toll. Yeah. And I think what I'm finding now with a lot of people that I work with, um, we got through like the hard part. But we just didn't necessarily heal from all of that stress we were under, you know, regardless right. of your position and what you did, there was a lot of stress and trauma over those right. three years. Absolutely. And now we're just kind of going back to normal, but our, our <laughs> capacity for stress is like, we're already up here, right? From just the, the buildup of the last three years and any little thing just spills over so quickly. Yes. Yes. And I think all of us need to take this like a, you know, kind of step back and figure out, okay, what do I need to do to kind of lower that, that like stress threshold and like take care of that and heal from everything we've been through. Right. So is that how you started into your coaching? Yeah. So I, um, when I kind of hit that wall, I call it my wall. Right. When I finally like, I can't do this anymore. Um, I ended I did go to therapy to work on like the anxiety and just like coping mechanisms. And then when I finally felt like I hand, had a handle on my mental health, I said, you know what, I need to, to kind of do something to really like put these strategies into place. And I had worked with a health coach many years ago after my first daughter was born. 
And I thought, you know what? I had been kicking around the idea of going to health coaching school. Let me just do this. And I really went into it to do it for myself, just to make small changes over the course of the program and, and learn, you know, kind of deep dive into like the science behind the wellness stuff that I do. Right. And as I was going through it, I, I thought, oh my goodness, everyone needs this. We all, we all need a health coach to help us right now, figure out how to man- get, get our health and wellness back on track after everything we've been through. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So I, that's when I kind of started kicking around, you know, working with people and, and helping others with through this. Could you kind of walk me through what a health coach actually does? Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> we, we really support, just really support and and guide our clients through their their health and wellness journey. So, you know, a lot of times you go to the doctor and they say, "Oh, you know what? You need to lose a few pounds or oh, you're you're on the cusp of diabetes. We need to fix this." And right. you get a pamphlet and you're on your way. And you're right. like, I don't, "I don't know how to do this. I don't know right. what I how to put this into into like actual life." Um and so we kind of help our clients figure out all of those steps to take and guide them through the accountability piece and the sustainability of those changes that they need to make. Oh, wow. It, so it, when someone comes to see you, what does that process look like? Um, it's very client-centered. So we really start you know, with them and what are their challenges? What are their problems and, and what are their goals? Um, and kind of set up some achievable goals, you know, through the course of like whatever length of program um, they're signing up for. And then, you know, each time we meet, we kind of check in, okay, how is it going with this? Do we need to reestablish goals? We need to change things. Are things going great? Can we move on to another goal um, and kind of support them? And a lot of times, you know, as much as I want to educate people on like all the health and wellness things, that's really not the purpose of it. It's really for okay. the client to come and say, these are the things I need to work on and, and get that support to say, yeah, that's great. Okay. How are you going to implement that? Right. How, where are you going to get the support to achieve that goal? Um, right. So it's, there's, that's the coaching piece of it, I guess. Okay. And um, what has your experience been like since you started studying this and became a coach? It's been amazing um, to, I, I've always been in a profession where I help people and I mm-hmm. really enjoy that. But typically the people I'm helping as an occupational therapist, they're coming to me after an injury or an illness where they're really debilitated and they need to get back on their feet. Whereas right. somebody who's coming to me for health coaching, they're pretty healthy, generally speaking, and they're right. just trying to like maximize their health or prevent things from happening or get back on track. And the transformations that they're able to make is just, it's so amazing to be a part of that and to support them through that right. um, and be part of that journey. Some of the things that people have told me is just, it's phenomenal what they are able to achieve. It, that that sounds so inspiring. <laughs> it really is, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you know, I'm sure you went into it, you know, looking and 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 wanting to help people. But then when when you start meeting people, you're like, oh my gosh, this is even better than I could have imagined. Like you're you're seeing real people with real struggles, and they're trusting you, and and then not only just trusting you, but also getting results. Yeah, absolutely. What are you know? It's so. Uh, 
relatable what you were saying about going to the doctors. And I, I know doctors are burnt out and overworked themselves. And it's a whole other whole other barrel of monkey is but I I've talked about my own struggles on on Friday night feels before, especially like with food and, and unhealthy relationships there. And I remember through the course of my life, you know, it's it's been better and then it gets worse. And uh, you know, one physician told me, well, the only way for anyone to really lose weight is to do like Jenny Craig. Oh. And then and I was just like nothing against Jenny Craig, but I was like, it just like slid off, right? I was like, okay, so there is there is a dose of shame <laughs> that you know, instead of like having a conversation, and it wasn't until years later where my doctor set me up with a dietitian, mm-hmm. and to me, that was that was life changing because it was finally someone who, and I know that's different than what you're doing, but in the same vein of mm-hmm. helping people where I had someone who was just dedicated to help educate and support me on what I'm doing. And to me, that was revolutionary. And I I know, excuse me, I know from my health, it will be a long life journey and I do better, you know how it is, like you do better, you have different seasons, but having someone that's there for your health is, is amazing. And, and I think, like you said, everyone needs it. Yeah, absolutely. And when you were talking about like Jenny Craig, it was like, oh my gosh, I'm so against the diet culture. And like, I feel like anytime you're, you feel restricted and like what you eat, it adds the stress to everything. And then stress causes inflammation and weight gain. So, you know, like if if the food you're eating is causing stress, we're just like on this big cycle. It's it's not going to work. Right. And, And it was funny. I remember one of our sessions, I think she told me, well, you can eat whatever you want. And I was just yeah. like, I'm sorry, <laughs> what? And she said, in moderation. And then <clears throat> for the first time in my life, I didn't I didn't see that as like a failure yeah. or someone's trying to control me. And so I, I think I actually, you know, as I think as adults, sometimes we think we're supposed to know what everything means. And I understand what moderation means, but the emotional part of me didn't. Yeah. And being able to say, can you break this down for me? Because I know the plates, I know this, I know the the skills, but having someone that I could be vulnerable with, with a part of my life that didn't feel healthy, mm-hmm. um, I, I kind of was at the crossroads because sort of like some of the issues you're saying, if I didn't start to make changes, I would have developed some serious health issues. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's kind of scary when you think <clears throat> I have that much power and I'm not making good decisions and I don't know why. Yeah, I like I like the power aspect of it. Like we do have so much power over our bodies and our health. And it's so easy to, to just say, oh, whatever happened, whatever's going to happen to me is going to happen. I can't control it. But we do have that control to an extent. And it is, it's empowering to know, oh, okay, I can, I can handle this, you know, and, and get some support in that area. And also it's, for me, I would imagine it's also, I, this is, this is obtainable for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you going in the vein of, of weight, 
you know, you you kind of just live in this. Well, if I was like him or if I was like her, if I could do it like this or it seems so easy for them or, you know, the comparison game mm -hmm. and and having someone say, well, it may not be exactly the same because you're different, but we can definitely get you in that in that arena. And then it becomes it becomes a little bit more realistic of, oh, my gosh, th this is something obtainable. And to me, that's mm -hmm. been really important to learn. Yeah, absolutely. You, the goals have to be attainable and they have to be achievable. Otherwise you're going to fail. And like, <laughs> right. you know, like the, and the failure feels horrible. So that like, as a health coach, I'm always working with my clients to make sure that the goals that we set are realistic because that success makes you be able to continue on and like set the higher level goals, but you have to feel that success to keep going. <laughs> right, right. So what are, I, I mean, I would imagine there's so many areas as a health coach that you could really specialize in. Do you have a particular uh, uh, area that you're drawn to? Yeah, I'm really focused on um, helping other healthcare professionals kind of manage their stress, work-life balance, burnout, all of that. Um, as a healthcare professional, I, I really... I speak their language. I understand everything they're going through. You might call them on their BS a little and <laughs> be like, probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick, I've lived it. I've lived it. <laughs> yeah. But also wow. like we, I know how hard it is to be in the healthcare industry and we're losing good people left and right um, because of just the, our, it's a hard job, obviously. Right. Um, and so those of us, still working in it like I want to support them and um you know help them be as healthy as possible right and that must be such an incredible opportunity for them to have someone who speaks the same language like knowing that I I would be like okay I could I could see myself opening up a little bit easier to someone who's been in a similar field yeah absolutely it's like when I picked my health coach years ago, she was a mom of two and could totally speak my language as a new mom. She totally right. understood what I was going through. <laughs> and so I do think there is something to be said to picking your health coach, your providers with, by you know, where someone you can relate to. Right. Absolutely. Now, here's a question that I, I always love getting into. How do you define stress? Hmm. Stress, I define as the body's reaction to a stressor. So anything that you perceive as um, as so, something that could cause you harm. So it could be okay. external, it could be internal. And it's, it's what happens internally when we perceive that stressor. So, you know, the body going into fight or flight and that's stress. That's the feeling that you get when you are under a stress response. Right. And... Do people think that they're just supposed to put up with it? Do you find? Yeah, I think we've become numb to it because we are thrown stressors all day long. I mean, I could go on my phone and see 10 <laughs> right now, right? Right, right, right. Um, in our modern world, we're just, there's just- Inundated. Yeah, inundated. So I think we've gotten so used to feeling that stress constantly we don't even realize it. And then right. when you finally like step back and kind of take a, you know, check in, you're like, Oh, wait a minute, this isn't normal. I should not be feeling right. this way. 
Right. It's it's almost what I feel sometimes like a constant bombardment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even when you're trying to relax, one of the things that, uh, and I've talked about this before, that I thought ordering out and watching TV, ordering out food and watching TV would make me feel better, especially in the first few days of the shutdown. And, I, and all of a sudden, I just felt like this totally bloated <laughs> flush of a person (laughs) I'm just like I'm just becoming part of the couch (laughs) and my stress levels weren't going down they were probably going up and that's what I think led to going to the doctor of just kind of saying or starting to even be more aware of I need to start making some different decisions but it's hard it's hard it really is and I I love that you bring up like sitting on the couch and eating takeout because I do think we think like turning on the TV at the end of the day like that's my way to decompress but actually the body continues to stay in fight or flight unless we do specific things to turn it off and this is a big area that I love to educate people on because I think that if you understand how easy it is to turn off that stress response like a one minute breathing activity where you're taking deep breaths for, and there's lots of exercises out there, or even going for a walk before you sit down on the couch and watch that show. Those are two really easy ways to turn that stress response off. And then that time that you spend after that is actually letting your body recover from the stress. Right. Why do you think Katie, we struggle with that so much? I think we just don't understand like how the body is working in in regards to our stress. Um, you know, it's, it's the biological response. And so if we don't understand what that is internally, we can't turn it off effectively. Right. And, and I think going back to what I learned, oh, watching TV is about relaxation. It's my downtime. I can watch mm-hmm. some mindless TV, but what I, I fall into is I'm not just watching TV. I'm usually scrolling on the phone, you know, so I've been yeah. trying to really, it's hard to decrease your cell use, I find, or your electronic yes. use. <clears throat> I've been reading a lot more, at least, you know how like social media is, you talk about it and then it shows up in your feed, right? Like not <laughs> creepy at all. Um, but I always, I, I've been really enjoying learning more about healthy sleep habits, which I didn't even know how bad sleep habits I had and sometimes mm. still do. Um, do you find that at all being a health coach of, of hearing those stories? Yeah. Sleep is a big issue. Um, I think a lot of people struggle with sleep, whether it's getting to sleep or waking up in the middle of the night and not being able to go back to sleep. And like you said, there are a lot of ways to improve what we call sleep hygiene or like that routine that you have before you go to bed. Um, and then strategies, if you do wake up, how to get back to sleep. Right. What would be like one, one tip that you might be able to share with us tonight? Um, so like the biggest thing I think, especially with all the electronics is really turning them off like 30 minutes to an hour before you go to bed, because it gives the brain time to kind of decrease that stimuli and relax. Um, and I like to have kind of like a routine around going to bed. So Maybe I, you know, stretch a little bit or I have a cup of tea. Um, I like to read for a little bit. And those are things that aren't as stimulating, but help my body kind of relax from the day. Okay. And before I get into bed. 
This might sound like a silly question, but it's it's still valid. When you say reading, is do you mean actual books or are you using a device? So I should be using a book, but I do have the Kindle app on my phone okay. and that is pretty convenient right now. <laughs> right? It's just like a yeah. whole world. And because that's one of the things too of like it's right there and and what I try to do sometimes is when I'm reading is I put it on airplane mode. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't have kids, so I don't have a lot of the, you know, I don't have to be accessible as much as other people do, you know, or yeah. it's certain, like I have that privilege, but when I'm going to bed or getting ready to go to bed, having the airplane mode, it's almost like someone does shut something off and I can breathe and I feel as if I come back online. Yes, absolutely. And you can also change the lighting settings on your phone. So at a certain time, the light changes on my phone to be more of a yellow. So it's less of the blue oh. light. And so oh, okay. it's, it's supposed to be help better for you um, in when it's dark out. Right. That's interesting. It, it, and it's hard because the convenience comes with convenience, but comes with the cost. Yes. Yeah. And are there any uh, other tips that you could share with us of things that you'd see or that you'd like people to know a little bit more about tonight? Oh, so many. Um, <laughs> it's like, I mean, how do I choose? How do I choose? Um, I think going back to kind of the food stuff, um, I love the 80-20 rule. So 80% of the time I eat the foods that make me feel good, the, the healthy fruits and vegetables, the grains, the protein, you know, I eat a balanced meal. 20% of the time, if I want the hamburger and French fries, I'm going to eat it. I'm not going to feel guilty about it. I'm going to enjoy it. And that way I take away the stress of, you know, the, the foods that maybe I know are not as good for me, but I can enjoy them. And I can really like, you know, feel like I'm indulging, but not guilty about it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Do you find, and that's really helpful. I, I, I really appreciate that. Do you find additional stress of being a mom? that people don't talk enough about. Yeah. So I don't know if that came out the most articulate, but because no. I know it's, it's like, do pe- are people talking about it enough? Like, because I know it's a thing and, and I know it's real and it's a valid, but I, I almost feel that we have a deficit of support for, for all parents, but I, I just know for moms, because you are one, that it's, there's a lot there to, there, to carry. There is. Yeah, there's a lot. And I think, I think there's more, that people are talking about around it, but not necessarily the support. So there's a lot of like right Instagram and like YouTubers that make these hilarious videos that are so accurate (laughs) and, you know, really bringing awareness to like our realities, Um, but the support side of it, like the, and it's hard because we don't have these like tight knit communities, like they had in the fifties where, you know, you could like send your kids next door to if you had something going on like we just don't have that sense of community now um so building that is really hard I feel like right now in this day and age I didn't even think of that yeah because like growing up you could usually get these like one neighbor that you could just pop over to or if you were telling your parents where you're going it was safe and you know you just (laughs) go yeah or you didn't have to worry about you know all of the things that we're worrying about in our world today that's I didn't even think about that as a non-parent and one of the things that I 
um, have seen is, you know, is the mom guilt is really, really, really hard. And it, you know, whether it's professionally or personally, you know, I, I just meet these amazing parents, right? And, and just keeping in the, the spirit of moms who are so hard on themselves and they are amazing, amazing parents and they are loving and they are there when their kiddos need them and they're doing it all. But they get these messages and talk about stress and as a non-parent protective energy get very protective of you are doing right like leave that other stuff out because it's depleting the joy of being a parent yeah i mean talk about needing to get off social media because that does not help with the the mom guilt at all right <laughs> you know? maybe we should have a whole episode on that katie maybe we can yeah. maybe that'll be a niche in your coaching and we can come back and have you talk about that because it makes me angry for moms because it's hard enough being a mom. It's hard enough being a parent when you're worrying about these little beings that you just want to love and, and give the world to. And you're dealing with all this nonsense, like the judgment and the shame. And, you know, it's, it's just too much. And then I'm sure when you're working with professionals, you see, you know, another side is like the working mom guilt and, and all of that and being oh, a man. professional. Yeah, I get that all, all the time. And like, you know, being a working mom, it, it is challenging. Um, but at the same time, I'm the way I frame it for myself is like, I'm showing my children the example of like how they can be successful when their parents maybe someday, because um, I have two girls. So I want them to have a, a role model and show them, hey, I can be a great mom to you and I can also be a professional and build a business you know and, right. and show them both sides of it um and I I've been bringing them into more of that world so that they can kind of see like what does mommy do that's um, awesome and help them understand why some nights I have to do an earlier bedtime so that I can be on a podcast <laughs> yes <you know? laughs> which we appreciate no, it's good. It's good. now since becoming in it, and we're running low on time, but I just wanted to ask, how has the transition for your family been since you've become, you know, become a health coach? Because I, I must imagine, I must imagine that's been a transformation for you. And that's just sort of like that enlightenment of like, I want everyone to know this stuff. <laughs> At least that's how I would be. Yeah, I try not to like preach to my family. I really let them come to me if they want my advice. Um, but I've seen like a big transformation in my husband actually, and I really don't push anything on him, but I'll share, you know, why I changed to non-dairy milk or why I have been eating these vegetables. And like now, I mean, he used to drink a gallon of milk a week and now it's like <laughs> our milk goes bad because right. he drinks the oat milk in his matcha latte, which he never right. did before, you know, so it's rubbing <laughs> off slowly. Right, right, which you might deny to the public, but between us, <laughs> I'm just it's like, I need the oat milk. <laughs> that's <Right>. awesome. <laughs> and I love that because that's also, you know, it, it just fortifies a healthy family. Yeah, it really does, yeah. So if people wanted to connect with you, Katie, how could they do that? Because that, I mean, I want to know more about what you're offering because I think we all need it. Yeah. Um, so I have a website, katiecooperwellness.com and I'm on Instagram at the same 
name at Katie Cooper Wellness. Um, okay. Or you can just email me, Katie okay. at katiecooperwellness.com. It's all the same. Yeah, I, <laughs> I love that. And I'll definitely look you up on Instagram. I love connecting on that because, you know, that was one of the things that I discovered in COVID too, during, you know, all of that and is um, what, what are you filling your feeds with? And, you know, I'm not a huge... I mean, I use it like an average person, but I realized, oh, I have some power over this. So when I connect with people, especially through Friday Night Feels, who have such an awesome, positive message, I'm like, that's who I want in my feed. Like, I want to see what they're up to. I want to build that connection. And you and I were talking briefly before we started of, um, you know, when Friday Night Feels started. And it, it was March 2020, so three years ago. Uh, because I was feeling so lost and discombobulated and it's being able to connect three years later with people from all over is is just amazing yeah that sense of community is so powerful yes um, I think it, it's nice to know like I'm not alone in my struggles and my challenges right. and then to like support each other as you have successes and, and right things. Right, exactly. So as we wind down tonight, so you can go and enjoy a Friday evening, which I appreciate you carving time out for me tonight. Is there one piece of advice that you would like people to walk away from with our conversation tonight? I think it's just, you know, one step at a time, you know, just make one decision, one positive thing and, you know, towards that health goal that you have. And then you'll just, it, it'll just keep adding on, but you don't have to try and like change everything overnight. Just, just do one thing and right. it'll make you feel so much better. Awesome. I love that. Well, thank you, Katie, so much for coming on Friday Night Feels. I appreciate your time and all of the great work that you're doing. And you'll have to come back because so, I feel like we could have so many other conversations. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Anytime. Thank you so much for having me. Sure. And everyone, thank you for supporting Friday Night Feels. Remember to subscribe the YouTube channel and to look forward to seeing you in two weeks on our next Friday Night Feels. Have a good night, everyone.